0: Hello everyone, I'm 23 mr and welcome back to Diamond World. Before I start, I want to thank you guys for joining me, and remember to follow the channel on your favorite podcast apps, and YouTube. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at King223MR. Also, I hope you guys were able to enjoy the holidays this year. Now, on to the show. In sports news, we have huge news coming from the Padres. This is big. Uh, two new additions to their pitching staff, and now... With the Padres adding Blake Snell and New Darvish, they are 16 games away from winning the World Series. They have the ability to go up against the Braves and the Dodger dynasty in the NL. This has to be the scariest team you can play in the postseason. With the addition of Snell and Darvish, it gives you the po- it gives the Padres the innings to eat up for the offense to keep ro- rolling. This can cause a team like the Brewers to wait another year before reaching the World Series. It would be almost impossible to score runs with the pitching staff. Lament and Darvish had an ER rate below 2.10 in 2020. And Snell was absolutely dominant in the postseason. The boys in blue versus Slam Diego will change the landscape of baseball for the next four years. Tatis versus Bueller and Mookie versus Snell. Who will reach the World Series next year? Who will be there first? The Dodgers are the defending champs with Hall of Fame caliber players in their roster while the Padres are out to win for the first time in their franchise. It truly is exciting to watch. I was going to talk shit about the teams who could not pull these trades, but the Padres deserve the spotlight. They are truly going for it all. They have all the talent in the world to play in the last game of the year, but they still need to beat the Dodgers in the regular season and postseason. Can't forget about that. It all depends on that. So for now, I'll say the NL East and the NL Central have no shot at the World Series in 2021. And also, congrats on my boy Snell for, leave, for leaving that shithole of Tampa Bay. Now he can win a ring. Man, this makes me so excited for Padres and Dodger baseball, man. I, I, so you guys don't know, if any of you guys don't know, I'm a huge Dodger fan. So happy they won the World Series. I'm kind of glad that they did after seeing what um, the Padres do because we might not have another shot at the World Series in, next year you know, but this is exciting stuff, seeing Blake Snell literally go up against Mookie Bez, or Blake Snell going against Cody Bellinger, rematches from the World Series, you know, you Darvish going up against his old team, Um, what else, Clayton Kershaw, you know, going against um, the, the great Tatis, Bueller, young man versus young man, every day, uh, you know, probably what, maybe, what, six times a month maybe? Probably, that's kind of, I don't know, I haven't seen the schedule, really, so, I mean, this is going to be fun, I and again, like I said, I don't see the NL East or NA Central topping these two teams, I know that the top three teams are from the National League, which are the Dodgers, the Padres, and the Braves, you know, in that order, but I just don't see how the Braves have enough to beat the Padres or the Dodgers in any type of series, maybe in a in a five game series, but, my God, you're going to have to be lucky at that point. Because, think about it. You're going to have to play, um, um, like, okay, let's say you're Braves, right? You might have to play the Padres or the Dodgers in the first round, right? And if you beat them, you're more than likely going to have to play, so let's say the Dodgers, right? They play the Dodgers in the first round. Round right, they beat the Dodgers. Now they have to go up against the Padres. Because I don't see anyone from the NL Central or from a wild card team. Maybe the the Nationals beating the Padres. You know, you know anything happened in baseball? But these are the two guy, two teams that are are almost destined to be in in the NLCS. You know. So these are two wo- We have three World Series teams in the National League. I got only two. Um, I got the two making the NLCS. Which are the Dodgers versus Padres in the NLCS in 2021? So yes, that's my that's my little thing. And you know what? I'll, I'll I'll say it, dude. Um, some of the teams blew it. You know, not getting Blake Snell. You I won't go into two team franchise names because I don't want to make this video too long. But um, dude. I mean, dude, they they gave Blake Snell away, and you know what? Let's go into the Tampa Bay side, right? So the Tampa Bay trades, and I won't go into U Darvish trade because it looks like there was some type of complications with the Cubs. But Blake Snell, right? So Blake Snell and um, Tampa Bay, you know, they had a falling out, right? They didn't even have a... They don't really have a falling out. Blake Snell had a falling out with Kevin Cash, you know? And Kevin Cash cost him the World Series, you know? That's a boneheaded decision. And it's like, dude, how do you... As a a franchise, how do you do that decision? I know that they don't make bad trades, but this is a god-awful trade, dude. This is a Cy Young winner. He's a young gun. He has... what You had signed him for four years, right? So he's probably, what, on a three-year contract or something like that? So you have that, right? And it's like, dude, you gave him a huge contract with huge money, and you don't keep him. It's like, dude, and you also don't have any pitchers. Like, Tyler Glasnow? Heiner Gladstown's a nobody. He's overrated. You know, he only has three pitches. He needs another pitch. That takes time. And I just don't see how this team's ever going to compete in the NL East now. You know, with the Blue Jays and the Yankees. It just doesn't make any sense to me why you make this trade. It's a horrible trade. Um, I give the Tampa Bay an F on this for sure. Blake Snell, great for him. I was hoping he'd get traded in the off season because I didn't want him playing in Tampa Bay anymore. I just needed him out. Glad he's with the Padres. I'm not so glad to use Arrieta in the Padres, but hey, dude, they're going for it, and I, I hope they go far. I hope they go far with that, with that talent. Man, it, it was stuck to miss the World Series like that. All right, going on to the next news. Clippers do a clip again, boys. Yep, we are talking about the game that happened, uh, a couple day, a couple weeks ago, I think, maybe a week, a couple days ago. I don't know. I don't really keep track of the Clippers. Um, like that. Um, I keep talking about scores and everything like that. But we're gonna go up. They're going up against the Dallas Mavericks, right? They're going up. Luca Kawhi did get injured. He is back though. He's wearing a face mask. Um, but yeah, he had gotten injured the game before. Um, you know, he I think he split his like upper lip or something like that. His jaw or something like that. He got hit huge elbow with Serge Ibaka. His own teammate hit him with the elbow by accident. You know, um, so he's out. He was about out for two games. This is the first game out. They go in, Dallas goes in. And, guys, what did I tell you guys? It's, it's pathetic. It's pathetic, dude. It's pathetic that this team continues to not solve the problem with the leadership roles of players. A 50-point lead they gave to the Dallas in the half, and they lost by 50 with no Kawhi. It proves my point that no one cares about the team. Paul George had 15 points and played 24 minutes. This is a disgrace when a franchise gives you a max contract. You know, I understand they're 3-1, or what are they now? 4-1? Four, 4-1, four something like that? 5-1? Right now, but that is isn't something that should never happen, you know. Actually, I'll I'll look it up right now. Let's see. Yeah, so the Clippers are four and two right now, and you know I know it's the beginning of the season and everything, but they got but they gotta get their shit together so they could you know shut people like me up so they could shut the doubters up you know it's just it's just bad basketball. Like how did that happen? You know, you, you, you had Paul George has said he changed the whole team said he changed you had Ty Lu, who I think is literally. A BS coach, but then again, I, I can't just be shouting that stuff out, you know, because there's so, there's a lot, right? Steve Kerr is under fire with it, but you know, I'm not here to really talk about BS coaches, but I'm here to talk about the players. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Lou Williams, like dude, you know, you're out with Kawhi right You just dined Paul George for fucking, like he he just literally got a bag, and it's like he can't go out there and perform, you know. And that's for everyone saying in that Laker game, like, I'm a Laker fan, but I don't, I don't even care, because we won the championship, I don't really care about the, the, the team like that, you know, I like seeing other players succeed, and for a guy like Paul George, to do what he did with 30, what did he get, he has got 30 points, and the next game, with the, you know, with Dallas, he plays Dallas, he only gets 15 points, in a 70, po- when they only scored 70 points, dude, like, that's atrocious, dude, how does that make sense, yeah, he played 24 minutes, but still, dude, those are like garbage fucking points. That's like, you know, as if they stopped playing defense at that time. You know, it's just bad. It's just bad. Dude, the dude shooting lights out threes, and now he can't shoot a bucket, you know? It's just... It's awful. I don't know how... How pleasure does it... I don't know how... I keep saying he's inconsistent, and he continues to be inconsistent. I mean, the guy's, a, you know, a fake. He's a fraud. You know, until he... He scores 18 plus points every game, or at least every other game, dude. He's not doing every other game. Like, that's the problem. That's the problem here, is that he has the ability to do it. He has the talent to do it. You know, he's not an elite player, you know what I'm saying? But he's still a great player. So, it's kind of like, dude, he's no AD, you know? And I I, and I say this about the clips, too, is that they supposedly have the two best two-way players in Kawhi and Paul George. But the numbers prove that they literally, that they kind of don't, you know. Like, Kawhi is more is better. Well, actually, I wouldn't say the numbers prove. I would say the numbers prove as a team that they're not really a two-way play team. You know, when Kawhi is on the ball, he, he for some reason becomes a playmaker instead of Paul George. Um, and that's why that Paul George is not even a playmaker himself. So they need a point guard, you know. But, with that, Kawhi has to fucking focus on the offense, leading him to maybe, you know, miss a couple shots and then not go great on defense, you know. he His most focus is on offense now. It's not really defense. The defense has been lacking for the past years. We saw that in the bubble with Paul George is the same. He's not, you know, sometimes it's, it's not like if he has a bad offensive day, he's going to have a bad defensive day, and that's the inconsistency that I that he shows every day, like, at least with Kawhi, you're at least going to get something, you know, you know, his defense not the best, but at least you're going to get something if he's not having a, a bad day on, if he's going to have a bad day on offense, he's going to at least give you some type of defense, but when I look over there at the Lakers, okay, I'm going to shove LeBron away, because LeBron, you know, he has the same problems, right, uh, if he's Doing bad, which is almost never right. He's almost never bad on offense, right? He maybe misses a couple shots from the, later in the game or early in the game that he has to make, but he'll make you know, he'll still score double digits, right? Or he'll still get to he'll at least get to 18, right? But and then he'll you know, he'll stop playing defense sometimes. But with AD, you're the AD is literally the best two way player in the game. The guy is a freak of nature. Every type of offense he gets is a fucking bonus to his defense. And now this upcoming season, I mean, the season, 2021, 20, um, hasn't been the best defensive year for uh, AD. I know he just barely got uh, three blocks, or two blocks, his first fucking blocks. But, you know, he's still getting on the board, you know, he's still getting to the board. He's going, eight. you know, uh, he just scored 30 points. I just think that Ad is the best two-way player, and whatever he gives you on offense, you know, it's just a bonus to his defense. That's how good he is, and he proved it day in and day out in the bubble. He 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 proved it even in the regular season, you know. Well, that's just a Laker fan, I guess, if you could say bias, but I don't. I don't believe that's biased. I just really do think Ad is and that good of a player, you know, that good of a two-way player. And just so you know, I'm not biased. I think Luca Doncic is the best player. In the world right now, so keep that. Now, I want to get into a little bit of a uh, some news that I did enjoy, and um, you know, it, it happens with sports, right? And that's John Morant's injury. Um, so I had I saw John Morant's injury a little after it had happened, you know, on ESPN, and and it'll take him out of action for three to five weeks. It's a great two ankle f- uh, sprain from what I'm hearing on ESPN. Now, it's nothing serious, so he will be able to come back 100%. But, it wor- but it's worse to me because with Morant out, uh, the Grizzlies will struggle to gain wins without him. And the Grizzlies are a definite playoff team, you know, with Morant on the floor, in my opinion. He's just that type of caliber player. He uh, uplifts the team. Uh, now, the Rookie of the Year carry this team to a thirty four win season, just missing a playoff game to another team that was under five hundred in the Trailblazers. So what that tells me is that this team is literally capable of making it. Now I don't know who's gonna be in it. All I know is for sure is that it's gonna be uh the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Nuggets. I mean those three teams are, are pretty much set in stone. You know, they're they're three good enough teams. I don't know what type of order they're gonna be in. Hell, fucking the Nuggets could be number eight. You know, but at least you know you know they're capable of making the playoffs. The other you know, NL is really I mean the NL the Western Conference is really stacked in NBA. Um I mean you got the Grizzlies with John Morant. This might take them out of contention because I just don't see him getting towards getting in close to five hundred with John Morant out. I mean that means he's gonna have to play double and you know, you don't want to play in double after an injury. So hopefully the Grizzlies can get some wins. If they don't get some wins during his Um, you know, injury, uh, IL, skip, then, you know, they're out of the playoffs, you know, with, uh, with Brandon Ingram carrying, um, doing what he's doing in the New Orleans with his teammates, Zion and Lonzo, and, um, you know, Luca, Luca being Luca, we got Devin Booker being Devin Booker, you know, we got some great things going on in the Western Conference, and it's going to be super fun, but yeah, that's my concern with John Moran, I do believe he will get back here healthy, he's gonna be back 100%, you know, the only thing is that you don't want him to rush, I mean, he's a young star, you don't want him, the only problem is rushing, you don't want him to to believe that he's late or something, just don't have him rush, that's literally all you gotta do, he's a great player, Um, he's gonna do great things, he just needs to make sure that this injury isn't rushed, and that's literally about it, I mean, this is a minor injury. To be honest with you, three to five weeks is not that bad. He's not having surgery. His ankle sprain. Alright, guys. So I'm here with some exciting news. Um, if you guys haven't already haven't heard the NHL are ready to return on January the 13th. And it will start off with the Lightning raising their Stanley Cup banner. This season will be divided into four divisions. So just let everyone know. It'll be the North which is all the Canadian teams, that is, I believe, seven. The West, L.A., San Jose, Anaheim, St. Louis, Minnesota, Colorado, Arizona, and Vegas. The Central, Carolina, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Detroit, Panthers, Tampa Bay, and Nashville. The East, Boston, New Jersey, the Rangers, the Islanders, Buffalo, Philadelphia, the Pants, and the Caps. They will play within their division, like how MLB decided to have their 2020 season. The top four teams in each division will qualify for the Stanley Cup playoffs, leading to interdivisional play in the first round. This will lead to an exciting matchup since East and West conference teams will face each other for the first time in the playoffs in the first three rounds of the playoffs. So, I am truly excited for this. Um, you know, I'm a h- big hockey guy. Um, I know a lot of guys don't follow, but I hope that this channel will have some hockey fans and hockey viewers. And if you're not a hockey fan, hopefully you get into it. Because I love it uh, a lot. Probably, I would try to sprinkle NHL here and there. Just to get, uh, um, you know, my thoughts on it. And that way, I get more viewership there. And that way, I get more viewership here. So, I, you know that's just how I feel and, and you know I'll probably go into my thoughts actually next week on who I think will win um each division I know Chara actually uh is in Washington right now so he decided to leave Boston for the first time and um going to Boston to Washington so um there's some big exciting things with the NHL going on January 13 don't forget um and yeah, if you guys um, are into the champions, go ahead and Lightning will be playing on one of the opening games and they'll be raising up their banner. So yeah, be excited for that. Now into um, some news that... It is always, is always sucks to uh, talk about this news. And, you know, there there was a part of me that, didn't, that thought that I should have cut this off just because I felt that I didn't talk about it sooner, or, you know, that it just might be, uh, it's hard to explain, just because, you know, it. as a sports fan, you know, it it sucks to see this news comes out, It, it just always hurts you, no matter what, if you know the person or not, or if you follow that team or not, it just, it just sucks, you know, sucks for the sports world and for that person, but I wanted to end uh, sports news with giving grievance to Ty Jordan and his family. The news of his loss was shocking to me. He was the same age as me, 19, and passed away. After Christmas, this is a sad loss in the sports world. He had just lost his mom in August and was well known for being the high school player who kneeled and prayed with uh, Gage Sims, Gage Smith, I should say, his friend who played for a different team in hope for a miracle for Jordan's mom, Tiffany Jordan, who had stage four lung cancer, lung and bone cancer. I give my condolences for his family and friends. With 2020, we have all felt pain, but we can't forget the ones we lost. And um, you know, it just hurts to see that. You know, it's, dude's 19. I'm, I'm going. I'm about to turn 20 in, in, in a couple months, but you know. It just sucks, dude. He's a freshman. Um, I won't go into what happened. You guys could research it, that yourself. I'm just here to talk about his loss. And um, yeah, I found this out. Uh, believe um It should be the day after Christmas, I believe, on uh, the 26th of December. <clears throat> and I, you know, it just happened. It was on Sports Center, I believe. And um, you know, that sucks. It really does suck because you know, when you're young and you're going to college and doing all that stuff, you know you're always hoping and he had just lost his mom. I mean, think about it, he just lost his mom and now his family has lost him. We've all been there. just that even you know when now it was 2020 and the, I think we've all been there where we lost too many family members. Um, but yeah, this is huge loss in the sports world. I just I really, really wanted to give my condolences here. Um, uh, if their family, if the family, any of the family is watching, you know, um, I just want to say, I'm sorry for your loss and, uh, you know, I hope that everyone in the sports world and I hope everyone in, um, in Utah, uh, honors him, you know, but that's, that's the last topic. That's the last thing I'll say about that. Um, but yeah, so moving on sports news that's about it that's the last news i got for you guys it was a shorter video from last time but i hope you guys still enjoyed it um yeah i'll be back next week on friday full-on friday this time um with uh christmas and new year's eve or (laughs) this christmas and new year's day going you know going to 2020 and going to 2021 this schedule is going to be better you know it will fit friday every friday i'm super excited to share everything with you guys all right guys so i'm gonna leave it there hopefully 2021 gives you some great moments because 2020 was a bullshittery year and yeah peace out guys